Welcome to Relling for your spiritual well-being and your ministry overflowing. What's your life about? The mission is God's glory. We've looked at several questions already of mission what? Mission who? Now, in the second section of mission where? We've already looked at the cosmic level of splendor. O oh Lord, O oh Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have displayed your splendor above the heavens. But then the psalmist funnels down and focuses on a group of humanity which still tends to praise God, to bring honor to God, because God has established strength to bring praise to himself through children. Oh, uh, for all of us who have children and grandchildren, we know the sheer delight of children who are filled with anticipation, excitement, if they're going to discover something. Because children are so open and honest, and they can exude enthusiasm and express without prohibition or any inhibition as to what they're feeling. That's what happens at a children's level. For he says in verse 2 of Psalm 8, From the lips of children and infants, you have ordained praise or established strength, as another version has, because of your enemies to silence the foe and the avenger. God's glory is already seen at a cosmic level, is even known at a child's level, even children ordained to praise God, to bring glory to God. Infants, nursing babies, he talks about. You know, what he's uh, referring to is, is, is the fact that babies don't have any independent existence. They're completely dependent on their mother. The sideline there is, does anybody have that kind of independent existence without being dependent on God? And yet we think we are so independent, we can run independently from Him. And so he has adults to ascribe glory to the Lord. For example, in Psalm 29, because children already bring glory to him. Children don't bring sacrifices. They don't know Bible. They don't know theology like we do. They don't even reverence Yahweh. They're just honest. They have not learned the legalisms on which uh, we place around believers. They don't even submit to him in the way we think they should submit to him. They are sometimes irreverent. And yet, they are already ordained to praise him. That's the freedom that they have. There's something that we can recover. For theologically, the concepts in this verse are terrifically potent. Individually and en masse, humans are not where we began. God's glory revels in our infantile naivete and openness and freedom. God uses our infancy to praise Him. It's seen in His cosmic establishment. It is strengthened at a child's level. But independent adulthood, we have ordained praise for ourselves. We've grown up, but we've grown up wrong. Adult pride, maybe why the Lord Jesus challenges his disciples and said, 
unless you become like little children. Not childish, but childlike. You cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven. Unless you give up your self-love, your conceit, your pride, where you think you're independent of God, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. This children's praise even confounds the enemy, says the psalmist. Because the enemies of God put an alternate refrain of glory. They say, oh self, oh self, how majestic is my name in all the earth. For God's opposers, not just the atheists and the active opposers, just even those of us who passively neglect him. We make a travesty of the majesty of God. So the sophistry of grown-ups are confounded by the children. They confuse adults who are against him. Oh, there are a couple of stories I know of the atheist father who wanted to inculcate atheism in his son and puts up a big sign that says, God is nowhere, and the son walks into the garage and he's, he stumbles over each syllable and reads, God is now here. Or the atheist father who says, son, show me where is God? And the son says, show me where God is not. So much so, one day, the kid asked his father, Dad, does God know we are atheists? And in an unguarded moment, the father says, Yes, son, he does. The Greek version of the psalm is found in Matthew 21. The Lord has done something unbelievable. Jesus has purified the temple, the blind see, the lame walk. And then it says, the leader saw the wonderful things he had done and the children shouting Hosanna in the temple. But then the leaders become defiant and indignant. And the Lord Jesus says to them, hey, Psalm 8-2, out of the mouths of infants and nursing babies you have established, prepared praise for yourself. Oh, they knew exactly what the Lord Jesus was claiming to be the Lord, the Lord of the earth. In all his excellencies, and he refers to his opposition as the enemies of God. Sometime when I'm speaking in churches, they will release children for children's worship. Oh, I so wish they didn't do that because children are my most honest audience. Adults have mastered the art of deceiving the speaker and make the speaker think that they're listening to him while they're you know, sending messages or planning to lunch that day. Children, if they are interested, they show attention to you. If they're not, they're preoccupied. So once my most honest audience goes away, I really can't leave my audience. Neither can I read their responses. Children are just like that. God's purpose for humans is to magnify the majesty of His name. Creation already does that. Children are appointed to do that. Now comes the question, will you bring glory and honor to Him? Worship Him rather than resist His glory. His highest purpose for your daily existence 
Don't reject his glory. That's what his enemies do. Will you stay childlike when it comes to glorifying God? Recently, I had an email exchange with a 95-year-old atheist. He says, I, I'm going to do it my way. And God says, don't be my enemy because I've initiated friendship with you. Since you're my friend, you'll give me weight in your life, worth in your life, and as God, worship from your life.